The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today, 931-381-2663, or visit mtbj.net. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yad. Yes, live from the Lee Company Studios, plural. <laughs> As we come to you are from our humble abodes. It is Monday, and we are glad to be with you because it's Reaction Monday and it's Labor Day. So we've been pretty much off all day, hanging out, doing not much of nothing. Well, I say that. Mo and I have been working at least a little bit on the newspaper that's coming out on Wednesday. More than a little bit. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, well, it is what it is. So, it's Labor Day. So, if you guys are out there and you have had a, a great weekend, a fun field weekend of football, like us, I know you're ready for Reaction Monday. So, Apologize for it taking a little bit of time to get up, but here we are. And since we are here, we got to get to this quickly because we need to go ahead and get out of the way. The Monday Rundown. Here's the Rundown. The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. In week three Friday night football action, Corners will defeat at Huntland 10-0. It was Summertown 15, Richland 10. Forest Edge Loretto 13-7, as did Cascade 16-14 at Mount Pleasant. Montgomery Central with a region 5-4-8 victory over Lawrence County 39-12. It was Page 47, Spring Hill 6. Columbia Central defeated Franklin County 33-9. It was Summit 27, Brentwood 14. Independence Blank Centennial 35-0. And Jackson Christian 38, Columbia Academy 17. In volleyball action, Hampshire defeated Columbia Central 3-2. And in cross country over the weekend, Huntland's girls finished fourth at the John Freeman Invitational with Logan McLennan taking fifth place overall. Connor Henson took second at the City Auto Memphis Twilight Classic. CA's team finished 21st. The Independence boys were third at the Victor Ash Park Fall Classic with a seven-place finish from Nate Martinez. And the Indy girls were fourth at the same event with Julia Halterman taking seventh. Today's high school volleyball action has Spring Hill traveling to Lewisburg to take on Marshall County. In golf, as we speak, East Hickman, Fairview, Hampshire, Loretto, Richland, and Santa Fe have teed it up at the Mount Pleasant Country Club. And that's going to do it for your Monday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today.
All right, Mo, we got to get right into this because it's we, we've still got college football. It's still week one of college football. If you didn't get enough Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you got one more chance. The only difference is that tonight's Ole Miss-Louisville game will be without probably the most <laughs> intriguing part, which is Lane Kiffin, as he will not be on the sideline for the Rebs with a positive COVID-19 test. You know, he's an intriguing part. I don't know that he is the most intriguing part because, again, as we discussed last Friday, I think, Matt Corral is getting some Heisman Trophy buzz. And so to see him come out tonight against Louisville, I think, um, is going to be intriguing. And it'll be intriguing that Lane won't be there to be in his ear, figuratively or literally. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of my question here is what mm-hmm. kind of impact is that going to have? Because Lane is kind of – I mean, he's the guy. He's their coach. He's the quarterback coach. He's the offensive coordinator. He is the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's very much Steve Spurrier-ish in that respect. And so, you know, again, Corral coming out in his season opener without his guy there. Um, I, I, and I would imagine that – you know, Lane is a little bit of a little bit of a security blanket for his quarterbacks in that respect. So, yeah, I mean, your point is made. It'll it'll be interesting, especially early on, until Corral gets settled in to see what impact, if any, there is as far as that goes. Do you think their opponent will be will have a say on the impact that that it has on Corral? Because honestly, I mean, is Louisville. Is Louisville an opponent that Ole Miss should have to worry about? I think you have to worry about them, and and I'll be interested to see you know what what they do differently defensively if they try to dial up some stuff that they might not otherwise do just because they don't feel like Ole Miss will be able to react to it as well without Kiffin's input. That's curious, but you know. This game as a as a whole is probably two years ago would have been obviously <laughs> a very big deal. Yeah. Now I, I mean we, we've talked about you know the hot seat in Louisville. Obviously, Kiffin has I don't know that he's flirted with other jobs. I don't think he has necessarily flirted with them. I think that his name has been linked to some jobs mm-hmm. because well, he's a hot name and he's done well at, at Ole Miss. So how much of an impact does that have when your coach you're coaching with your back up against the wall? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, as you said, I do think, you know, we've discussed Scott Satterfield and his eventful off season with the, the South Carolina job that he didn't get and the, um, the bridges that he might have impacted in Louisville as a result. So you know, the, the seat may be a little warm for him, and they probably need to have a pretty good showing. And I don't think this, like you said, this Louisville team isn't the Louisville team that we saw two, three years ago. And I'm not just talking about Lamar Jackson, Louisville. I mean, even after that, they've, they've kind of um dropped off a little bit. I think they've kind of lost some market share in the ACC, and um, especially watching Florida State last night, you know, um. I'm not sure where Louisville stands in the Atlantic Coast Conference right now, and I'm certainly not sure where Scott Satterfield stands. 
to me, I think it's important to to note that yes, uh, that that is kind of where we are. It's an SEC ACC battle tonight, and this is really the ACC's last shot at maybe at least somewhat keeping some respect after this weekend. It hasn't been great, although I think I think Florida State showing last night certainly helped, but a win would have been better for them, and it is what it is. Speaking of that game, had a an interesting moment with the the officials and a measurement where it apparently was very difficult for the official to see whether or not the ball actually crossed the first down uh, line. Is it time to put some trackers like the AAF had in, in footballs or is the number of footballs it would take to do that across college football just too many? You know, it might be a little bit more costly across college football than it was for what twelve teams in the AAF. I mean, sure, but but it would just seem like it, it doesn't seem like it should be as hard as it is. So, I mean, whatever we got to do, if we can, we get a laser gun, a laser pointer across the, I mean, across the field, like would that work? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It would, it would seem like you could put some type of lasers in the down in the. I don't know what you call them exactly. I mean, they're referred to as the chains, but whatever holds the chains the in sticks. those ten-yard increments, <laughs> the sticks. It would seem like there would be something you could do, technologically, you know, put them across the field from each other and shoot something across. I mean, yeah, I don't know it. Like I said, it just doesn't seem in 2021 that it should be as hard as it is. That's that's the way I'm feeling here. I, I mean, it should not be as difficult. But, you know, if you start on the hash marks and you start on the yard lines, you don't really have that problem most of the time, as Chuck Morris mentioned on my Facebook earlier. So maybe you just do a better job of preventive officiating and start on a hash mark. Hello. <laughs> hit, uh, hit those, you know, yeah, preventive officiating. Head it off early. Head it off at the that pass. Point. That's right. We got a huge show for you, and we're going to get to it right here, real quick. We got reaction to high school football and college football. Joe Williams later this hour. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today returns right after this. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. 
Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Now we're back a little early in this break, and uh, this show may not last till six o'clock because one, we got some things that we'd like to do such as eat leftover meats that jp smoked this weekend still got some some bologna left over or, or fresh meats that i'm grilling tonight no i so let me tell you a funny story we uh sarah decided that she wanted some mcdonald's earlier she's like i want a hamburger i'm going to mcdonald's and i was like we got mcdonald's at home oh lord so I made two really nice quarter pound cheeseburgers for her. She ate one. I uh, had some waffle sweet potato fries. So she was solid. It was a good day. I, I, we don't got McDonald's money, honey. We got McDonald's at home. It was good, though. Hamburgers are always good on Labor Day. It's, it's no question. And, and as long as Sarah was happy, that's all that matters. She was full and happy. There you go. Mo, let's talk about some of our reactions from this past week. But before we do that, we have to tell you about Jason Egley, one of our fantastic sponsors on this show. It's proud to be your local farmer's agent. Give him a call at 615-250-2723, 615-250-2723, and get smart about your coverage. If you are an educator or a teacher, Jason's going to give you a discount. So make sure to give Jason Egley a call. Lawrenceburg native, Jason Egley. Got to love him. That's 615-250-2723. Again, get smart about your coverage and call Jason Egley, your local farmer's agent. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. So, let, let's let's start here. Uh, Loretto, we both had the Mustangs picked in this one, and, and their defense did its job. The one thing that I, I don't think either of us saw coming was only seven points out of that offense. And No, not at all. And, you know, um, they kind of kept Caden Porter in check, relatively speaking, the one touchdown came on a pass, which wasn't necessarily expected, but um, Porter had led a pretty solid run game through the first two games, and that went over Collinwood and the um, the 38 points that they had put up, up in the loss to Lawrence County. So kind of, like you said, expected more than one touchdown drive out of the Mustangs in that one. Um, and it may just speak more to Forrest than anything. But, yeah, I, I thought that was a game that um, was there for Loretto going on the road. But still, um, maybe, maybe Forrest still runs things in 5-2-A. Well, 
defensively, perhaps their offense clearly, you know, they didn't dominate the way that you would want to, if you want to be the class of a region necessarily, uh, to me, and, and I want to, I guess we can touch on this a little bit later, Mm -hmm. but, but that was one of the bigger surprises of the week was Loretto only scoring seven points. And then as you mentioned, Lawrence County, you know, they give up 39, which maybe not too much of a surprise after last week, but didn't, didn't score nearly as much as we thought they would. No, they didn't score. Um, it looks like Montgomery central kind of went in and, and kind of took, um, Alex Carr a little bit out of the equation, limited him. I think he finished up with um, 105 passing yards and and about half that um, on the ground. But Lawrence County finished up with about 200 offensive yards total, scored twice in the third quarter. And by that time, the game was pretty well in hand for Montgomery Central. Yeah, they felt they they were pretty dominant in this one. And I I think – you know, when you're when you can be dominant as, or as dominant as they were and do it running the football pretty much going to win most of the time yeah and you know we had kind of seen this out of Montgomery Central leading into this ball game they are pretty ground game oriented and managed to continue to do that in this 39-12 win to open region 54A play so you know, now that everybody in that league is in region play, it's going to be interesting to see how Lawrence County responds and, and is able to, you know, maybe get their offense going, get some balance over there. Because, again, Carr with 105 passing yards, they ran for 95 yards on 25 carries, you know, just under four yards a carry. Don't know – how that's going to work over the long haul. Yeah, especially in that region where mm-hmm. you've already got the top two teams are pretty well set. And maybe and, even the top three. And maybe the top three, and you're really playing for one one spot. So that's, that's not, not a great way for uh, the Wildcats to start off this the region play series as they have seven more games in a row to take care of mm-hmm. uh staying in Lawrence county and I, this entire <laughs> all of my surprises or whatever this part is, is all Lawrence county because summertown gets its first win and i'm hoping that we can get dakota cruz on later this week because it would be a, a great to, to hear from him and talk about this his first win but we we talked about Summertown, we, we both picked Summertown to win this game. You thought it would be their offense. I said it would be their defense. It seems to have been at least somewhat both because yeah, their well, defense got the stops that they needed. Well, the defense got the stops that they needed, and they scored the winning touchdown with a minute to play. So, so do I get an extra win? I'm sorry? Do I get an extra win and pick them then for picking the defense? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I understand why you would want to because you need to, but I don't need to. I'm up by two games. I always talk yeah. about. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's early. It's early. You're, you're talking high school pickums. Yes, yeah, so let's not you talk know. about college yet. We'll get there. That's yeah. that's another story. But no, I mean the um, the defense got a safety, or the special teams got a safety as um, Richland snapped a punt attempt 
out the back of the end zone to to make it what? Um, guess that made it nine, ten, nine. <laughs> Good lord! Um, before before Schaefer, uh, Colton Schaefer and Ty Bryant hooked up for fifty eight yards with a minute to play. So, you know, it um definitely a from a spectator standpoint had to be a great game to watch. Yes, I, I I bet it was. I bet it was a lot of fun. I wish I had had been there for sure. As we were talking about five two a, it feels like this thing might be closer than we initially thought. Maybe not at the top because it you know obviously, uh, Forest could be that team, but we we don't know that. I mean they they only beat Loretto by six points. Cascade with a two point win over Mount Pleasant, all because of a safety. It feels like anybody in this region could win on any given night. Well, uh, you just said it. You know, Cascade beats Mount Pleasant at Mount Pleasant, 16-14 on a safety. Summertown defeats Richland 15-10 at home. And Loretta wins. I'm sorry, Forrest beats Loretta 13-7 in Chapel Hill. So all three of those games by less than a touchdown in I would think if you're Cascade looking at what happened in week three, you kind of feel like you got the advantage and in that you were able to go on the road and pick up a victory. And not just that, but obviously a a good Mount Pleasant team that's going to be right there in the thick of things at the end of this year. I I won't be surprised if we've got to figure out a bunch of tiebreakers at the end of this one, whether it be for second, first, second, third, I think there's going to be some tiebreakers that we're going to have to get into, and Captain Chaos is going to be very happy. Yeah, well, I'm glad Captain Chaos will be happy because I, I, I could do without it. But, I mean, you know, to speak to this Mount Pleasant team, they play without possibly three of their mm-hmm. top running backs. I mean, Keevan Cooper did not dress. Xavier Davidson went out midway through the second quarter. Um, Perez mm-hmm. Carter was unavailable. So and Tavarius Strayhorn didn't play. And yeah, so you know, you you are without some offensive weapons there, and yet, you know, you play a pretty good cascade team to within a safety. They also were able to stop the wing team. Yeah. So yeah. So. I mean, they only scored two touchdowns. That much better than the last time they saw that that offense. So well done to Kit Hartsfield and that coaching staff for for taking care of those, uh, I guess, what I said to them. Concerns. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm, like you it's said, if they gave up two touchdowns, I felt like, you know, if you hold that team to two touchdowns, you got a chance to win. They did, and they did. If not for, you know, a sack in the end zone in the second quarter, you know, you, you're looking at overtime or maybe you do some things differently down the stretch. So. Sure. What did we learn in 6-5A this week? I think as far as what we – what I saw out of, out, of, out of Columbia Central on Friday night was pretty impressive. Now, I don't, I don't know where – I don't know how good Franklin County is. They haven't been very good in the, in the recent past. But this team just feels different. They feel like they have some leadership. They are – incredibly selfless as you mentioned before how they don't care who gets the ball as long as whoever gets it does well uh 
and Q Martin was the guy on Friday night. And I think next week at Nolansville is going to tell us a lot more about this region. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, I think central is going to be right in the mix all season. Just looking at these past, well, these past three games, I mean, again, they did not play terribly badly against Marshall County in the season opener. And so, um, to continue that and and get a win over at Dixon County when um you know John Moore was concerned defensively what they were going to look like went over there and played well created a couple turnovers they've got seven turnovers in three games that they have um that they have created and so defense in the run game can can give you a chance every night out and I think that's going to be the key for them yeah, obviously Paige looked really good uh, in, in that win over Spring Hill. So, I mean, right now it looks like Columbia Central, Paige, and Nolansville, those three right there are going to be right in the thick of things. And like you said, I, I really feel like this is a Columbia Central team that, that has the ability to make some noise just because of that defense and how good they are, especially when they finally get back to full strength, even though they will be without um, one of Isaiah Cordell, who dislocated his elbow. Unfortunately, that was just, and then that was tough, well, that, tough break for that kid. Literally. Well, what's crazy about that is he injured his knee against Marshall County. Didn't get to play against Dixon County. Apparently the knee injury was, not severe enough to keep him out. He gets back in against Franklin County and then he injures his elbow. Yeah. He was getting up out of a pile and somebody rolled into his elbow. And that's just, that's unfortunate. You know, I could, I could have done without you saying that the first time you told me and, and it didn't get any better just now, but, um, you know, as you mentioned, Chris, this Columbia Nolansville game, not this coming week, but next week, that could be for home field. It, when it, it comes could, down to it, it could absolutely be a determining factor in who hosts a playoff game in round one. So I, I'm looking forward to that one very, very much. So looking forward to for, to seeing that one. And John Moore is too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, seven six a. It appears that Summit has solidified themselves as a team to beat. Obviously, Ravenwood is still right there. Independence with a win over. Uh, Centennial probably tells us we look, it looks like we know what teams are going to make the playoffs. The seeding is the only question. Hey, yeah. And I think we've known that all along. You know, I, I think we felt like Summit, Brentwood, and Independence and, and Ravenwood yeah. were, were pretty much the four um, in some order or another. Obviously, Brentwood at 0 3 right now kind of got some work to do, but. But Summit and Ravenwood have kind of separated themselves for the moment. Obviously, they've not played each other. And in Indy, you know, on any given night. And, you know, they've got a tough one later this week. But And we'll talk more about that later. But it's not a region game. So, you know, I think Scott Blade's philosophy is we're playing these tough games now to get us ready when games count. And neither CPA nor Lipscomb nor Pope prep really counts in the grand scheme of things for them other than just, you know, practice. 
We talking practice. We talking about practice. That's right. All right. Before we get out of this segment, Mo, let's hand out a couple of game balls. We might only have one or two. We may not have any every week. I'm just throwing this idea out there because we had a couple of guys who really stood out this week and wanted to give them their recognition and just do. And Q Martin was one of those. Oh, certainly. Um, seven carries for 153 yards and three touchdowns. That's um, as you talked about the selflessness of that Columbia Central offensive group. You know, when you've got a guy with the hot hand like that, you try to get him the ball. They didn't overwork him, but he he took advantage of the opportunities he did have. Also had a 12 yard catch. And he had an interception, so getting it done on both sides of the ball. Q Martin with a great Friday night in that win over Franklin County. On the other side of the ball, well, you said both sides, but on the defensive side of the ball, Brady Jenkins against uh, Centennial had a monster game for Independence. I went back and watched this on uh, on the WCS network on, on YouTube. 15 tackles, seven for loss, one and a half sacks. Pretty good night. Solid. Definitely solid. Good for him. Good job to Brady and Q. Those are our game balls. When we come back, we're going to talk to Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, returns to the Lee Company studio after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Lee Company Studio, we are coming to you live from our each of our studios. <laughs> Mo in the Atlanta Braves <laughs> clad studio. JP, and still got his Vanderbilt stuff up. I'm impressed. 
Hey, he hasn't burned it yet. Through I'm, and I'm through, man. <laughs> proud of him. Uh, and and I come to you from my dining room, so with a nice little light fixture there above my head and a cow above my left shoulder. Whatever works. Whatever works. It's all good. And this works just fine. I wonder what uh, – where is Joe Williams right now? That is the question. Joe of the Williamson Herald coming to you. What's going on, buddy? I am still in witness protection. <laughs> you know, I saw that. I saw, uh, Chris, I saw that cow. I thought maybe you had dated my third wife. I just, you know, I wasn't sure. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's definitely not that. <laughs> what your picture reminded me so much. Self-portrait, self Joe, self-portrait. Yeah. Hey guys, y'all y'all don't have enough gang balls. You missed a couple. Yeah, well, we were gonna let you hand out a few as well. I was gonna say it would be hard. It would be hard not to. Well, I don't know though. The stats from Andy were pretty impressive. Fifteen tackles, but when you've got a, a Keaton Wade who who forces one and collects three fumbles, and Brady Pierce who picks off three passes, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw Brentwood commit six turnovers in a game. Hey, let's hear it for the defense. Let's hear yeah, it. Was, it was a good night for the defense. Yeah, yeah. We we got some some solid defensive performances this weekend. So um that's that's good stuff. Yeah. Those were you surprised good. by the were you surprised by how how dominant it felt like that summit defense was? I tell you I tell you what really surprised me more than anything else. And that was as we were walking in. Uh, they were leaving the field from warm-up, and uh, Coach Brian Coleman walked by, and I stopped him. I said, my God, I didn't know you guys were really that big. I mean, they are they, that line is big. They got some big kids. And let me tell you, that offensive and defensive line impressed me all night. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, a little bit. 27-14 Summit over Brentwood in the Region 7-6A opener for both those teams, visiting with Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald here. And, Joe, um, you said that after the game, it wasn't about Summit getting their first win in region play as a 6A participant that held the Spartans um, – that, that pleased them the most, apparently. No, that's what was the funny. You know, there were so many storylines that could have been looked at there. Uh, the Class 5A champ coming in and playing the Class 6A runner-up from last year and beating them at home. Uh, the Brentwood struggles of going 0-3. All the you know, Summit going 3-0, and taking the lead in the region. Now, all these kids wanted to talk about was revenge. Apparently, five years ago in the Williamson County Middle School Championship game, Brentwood beat Spring Station 31-30 on a last-second field goal in middle school. And as I was told, because they got to kick it three times, they called us offside twice. And that was the difference in the ballgame, last-second field goal. And that is what all these Summit seniors were talking about. We've waited a long time, but we finally got our revenge. And I thought that was a heck of a note. You say anything you wanted to about the game. But uh, 
and, and Mo, you've known me a long time, and you know that my elephant memory goes a long way. Yeah, uh, on a couple of games, but uh, I, I I gained a lot. I I, I kind of kind of got a heart for these kids if they can hold that kind of passion for five years to get even i like it <laughs> hey I, I i like a long memory uh as, as you well know so um, oh yeah yeah good good for them getting a little get back that took a long time coming um in a um 27-14 win there so um what what else in williamson county kind of caught your attention last weekend well, a couple. One, I, I really thought uh, thought Centennial had a chance at Independence, but you know when you give up three touchdowns in, in the first four to six minutes, you've dug a hole you're not going to get out of. Um, I am. I, I guess if if there's a real positive across the county to this, uh, Coach Blade is not on suicide watch. If uh, if he'd gone zero and three, I think we'd all been worried. Um, I think it's a good gut check for Centennial. I'm telling you, the Centennial team is better than y'all think. Okay. It's better than you think. Uh, all right. All right. What does that uh, mean for independence? I mean, and and I again, 62 to 7 from Lipscomb Academy is not indicative of how good this independence team is or can be. But no. I mean, this is a this is a really good football team when they don't do things like throw four interceptions. Well, but think about I'm, – I'm, I'm agreeing with what Mo said earlier. You know, Scott Blade's got enough sense to know we go play these tough games, and if we take our lumps, we're taking our lumps when it doesn't matter. Think about it. You go six and, or, or six and four and still win the region. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, still be the and, top and, seed in the and region. Been, and, and you can go back after you played – you know, CPA and Lipscomb and Pope Prep. And you can tell you guys, hey, we're, we're not going to see a whole lot of teams better than this. Exactly. And I imagine that's what he is telling them. Yeah. So, Even in your own region. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Joe, don't, I, don't, I, don't, think he, I don't think either team uh, – I don't think either team is, is quite where we all think they might be. That's the way I'll put it. I think that's fair. Joe Fairview finally got to play at home, and it sounds like it went right down to the wire. I think it was about 9 o'clock Thursday night before Ricky Jones and Chris Hughes kind of put out the all-clear on Facebook that we'll be playing at home tomorrow night. Well, I, I can't I can't prove it, but I understand that there was a, a Chris, Chris Hughes-led posse that was standing over the folks putting the field in. And it was pretty clear either the field got done or nobody was going home. So, <laughs> so it I'm could not, have been I nine o'clock Thursday night or nine o'clock Friday morning. Friday morning. It, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, then nobody's going home until this field is ready to play. Um, <laughs> and they christened it well. Good 40, you know, 41 27 win over the team that beat them last year. Uh, they overcame some, some uh, adversity of their own making, a few penalties that, unusual, uncharacteristic, but uh, they still were able to come out with a victory, and I think they're ready to go now. I was really impressed because, you know, that is a team that has – and those two teams have, over the last 
four or five years have been the last two standing in that region. So to get this one out of the way early has to be a kind of a relief for Chris Hughes. He doesn't have to wait till week 10 to, to figure out who's going to be, you know, at least in the driver's seat. He's got that. He's kind of got some, maybe a little bit of relaxation going forward now. Probably a little exactly. bit of a relief for Stewart County too, just because yeah. they know that they can, you know, recover. Sure. Yeah, they, they, they can still get a home field. That's right. To start. You know, Joe, we don't we don't typically talk a whole lot of Division Two Class Three A, but I don't know when the last time was that Brentwood Academy has lost consecutive ball games either. You know, I was I, I actually was going to go back and, and and try to look at that because it, it, you know they got Whitehaven coming Friday night. And I'm not sure that's uh, that that's not that that is not a given for either. Whitehaven team. coming off a 14-13 loss to Germantown. I can tell you, Rodney oh. Salisbury will not be in a very good mood when he gets to Brentwood. <laughs> no, no, not so. at all. Um, you know, I'd have to go back and look because I think it's been a while since they've lost two in a row. Um, it's been a long time since they've been one and two to open season too. One and two, they they got the win over uh, Florence of Alabama. Florence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Uh, that's uh, you know, Brentwood Academy still has. They're still going to be right there at the end of the year, though. This is not a team that you can just write off. No. Well, no, but but look, they but they know, got Brentwood. some work ahead of them. Clearly, after losing to um. The they, CPA. They actually lost back-to-back games in 2018. They lost 31-27 to Macaulay. They had an open week and then lost 25-24 to NBA. But then they went on okay. to win an, uh, the state championship over MUS. So there you go. Okay. Had to travel in every round of the playoffs. Oh, wow. Well, Maybe they didn't lose in consecutive them. weeks. That's correct. They did not lose <laughs> in consecutive weeks, yeah. but they lost in consecutive games. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm just out here with all the knowledge, okay? I'm just trying to bring you the knowledge and you you make it fit whatever narrative you need to. And we appreciate it. There you go. There you go. Remember, remember, liars figure and figures lie. So just keep bringing them numbers, baby. <laughs> there you go. Um, what What's your big one this week, Joe? You know, I'm sitting here looking at the schedule, and I don't know. Uh, the, the White Haven at Brentwood Academy, I think, is, is – is pretty big. Uh, Brentwood going to Henry County, I think, is huge for the Bruins. Uh, they need they, they they need a good performance there. Um, Andy, you know, another week they got to go up to uh, Hendersonville to Pope Prep. No, and, and thank you for correcting me on that. No longer Pope John Paul II. It's now Pope Prep. Uh, I think that's a big one. I really think that the game I want to see is Blackman at Summit just to see if the Spartans can continue what, what they started last week or what I saw for the first time last week. And uh, the other one I, that I think is interesting is Life Christian Academy at Ravenwood. You know, this hmm. the, the Raptors have brought in these, these academies, Pulaski Academy and others, over the last few years. And, you know, the funny part is Life Christian Academy – uh, I am sure there are folks around the state doing some serious research on their history after the debacle a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I was just about to say this isn't this isn't going to be a Bishop Sycamore situation, is it? Well, you know that's that. No, I mean, 
you know, Kulansky Academy was legit. IMG Academy, they brought in, they were, they were legit, although they're more semi-pro, I think, than high school. Uh, so, and yeah, for I the record, for, for the record, Life Christian Academy is scheduled to host Bishop Sycamore Friday, October 29th. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> wow. You know, mm -hmm. that, 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 no, no. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Look, I'm, again, information, you do with it what you want. Here you go. We inform you decide. Oh, wait a minute. Right. Somebody's already taken that one, haven't they? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Look, I, you know, I, I it, don't know. All I, all I know is you're right. Ravenwood has, has never backed down from playing these big-time games against big-time opponents, and that's what you want to see. And out of a, you know, out of a program like Ravenwood, that's, that's what you expect. Right. You know, guys, I wrote a column, I guess, the first week about is there finally a thaw? in the Cold War between public and private schools because we're seeing so many more public-private battles. And, and for those who are adamantly opposed to those two type schools playing, unfortunately, the private schools have mopped up pretty well. Um, but I will say, you know, these, these big, as you say, these big-time programs from outside or even the private schools inside the state, you know, if there's a if there's a county anywhere who I think perceptionally qualifies as the same, it's a group out of Williamson County. Williamson County schools are are basically recruiting just with their schools. Now, the fact right. that there's an awful lot of money around here to support football programs don't hurt nothing neither. <laughs> so there you go, Joe, Joe Williams Wait. of the Williamson Herald. Joining us here on our Labor Day evening. <laughs> Joe, what you got on the grill for tonight? Absolutely nothing. Yo, you're going to Mo's house. Okay. No big deal. Most of has got stuff on the grill, so I, I think the wife is gonna make some spaghetti. And Ooh. I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna call it a night early and get ready to go back to work in the morning and just, you know, keep my nose to the grindstone, live at the foot of the cross and be a good boy. That's that's a good idea, Joe. Joe was that the Herald. I <laughs> no, I don't thunder. think it was. Uh, I hope it was just JP's music. But uh, we appreciate <laughs> it, man. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Boys, y'all be good. Always good to visit with you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Again, Joe Williamson, the Williamson Herald. Next hour, college football. Plenty of it and the Braves to so stick around Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Returns to the Lee County Studio in just a moment. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.